What's up, everybody? Do you oftentimes finding yourself running away from feelings of discomfort? Do you want to get out of situations when they just are not pleasurable? Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to deal with discomfort. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? Yeah, so this is a, a timely episode. I had a very uncomfortable week. I'm not going to share like in detail what happened, but it was just the whole entire week. I had like insane feelings of discomfort, fear, panic, terror, all these different things. And it, I, I would say it was a character building week because I, number one, I got through it, but also yeah, yeah. it was, it was, I, I stopped running. And so this was something oh, different good. where like I stopped trying to change everything. And I was just like, okay, let's notice this. Because even though it's here now, it probably won't stay here forever. Yeah. That's a good thing to actually like remind yourself of, though, is that it will probably pass. Because I think that's like, at least for myself, you know, I think it probably for most people, you know, when we find ourselves in that situation, when we're uncomfortable, we usually run because we don't want to face it. And we, we imagine it's going to last probably a lot longer than it will. And we don't, I think it's also too, because we just don't know. I think that's the other scary thing. And that's probably part of what happened to you this week too. Like, is that you just, the unknown side of it too, of like, how long is it going to last? You know, if it has other consequences, like how bad are they going to be? Besides just like how you feel, like, is it going to make it harder later in life? You know, what other things, you know, you don't know. So it's scary. So it's easier to kind of turn away from it. And it's, it's crazy how much it can affect you because for me personally, like, food is i love food that's just like i could eat food all day every day but i don't but like when i when i feel this insane discomfort not even hungry at all like don't don't even want to eat at all during the day because there's no hunger and it's it's crazy how much it can affect your whole entire uh physiology just because the the fear the terror all these things are going on well it's like it's really intense emotions like that like you know, I think a lot of times too, I don't know about for you, but like, I feel like it comes with like almost like a, like a building feeling of depression too. And like anxiety, you know, associated with Mm -hmm. it. That's horrible. And just feels terrible. It's just like, not the place you want to be in. But I think the worst part is like, it happens to all of us kind of a lot probably. And I think, you know, we hide, we, we like distract ourselves all the time too, just to not face it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the things that I was thinking about during this week of struggles was this stuff happens to Marcus Aurelius. It happened to Plato and Socrates. It happened to Aristotle. So like they all had this stuff going on too. And so if, if they can do it, if they can get through it, then I can get through it too. So just like recognizing that this is a common thing that affects everybody. And it's just something that I have to get through. But I, I'll be honest, during the during the beginning in the middle of it, like I didn't see an I didn't see an end to it. Like it was just it was just <laughs> this thing that was gonna take over my life forever and just gonna be terrible. Yeah. Isn't that funny though? It's like why I don't know why that happens too, where it seems like it seems like it won't it seems like it's just gonna be that way forever. But it also we it's so we so quickly forget that everybody else goes through the same things. Like our experiences immediately become like wholly unique and individual and separate and like special in a way that like 
we can't imagine even like talking to anybody else about it because it's like they couldn't understand they couldn't possibly but it, they probably do because they've probably gone through something at least where they had similar feelings maybe not the same exact circumstances but the feelings are similar so you know i think that's it's funny too because it almost isolates us that thinking and you know and, where we just sit with ourselves and it's horrible and, <laughs> you know how we amplify that i'll give you an example now so i during this week i met up with some friends and even though I was going through my own personal hell, they had no idea that anything was wrong in my life. So like, yeah. literally everybody around you could be experiencing this discomfort, this panic, this fear, and you have no idea because on no. the outside, they look totally composed. Like everything is cool. So yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's, crazy. <laughs> it's funny too. It's just like, you know, when you ask somebody, like even people, you know, you go like, oh, how are you doing today? And they always say good or fine. And nobody says like, I'm miserable or this happened or whatever, you know, we're not honest with each other either. Even people we're close to really, we're not honest about what's that's, going that's on. That's such a hard thing to do because uh, it's socially conditioned that you're just supposed to say good. And most of the time, if somebody said like something more than that, I'd be like, not interested. I was just saying that to be polite. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I don't want to like, deal with this now. Yeah. But uh, it's yeah. like, every time I say I'm good, I have this like inner conflict that, just as like, uh, I don't, that may, that may not be true at the moment, but I don't really want to share with you how I actually am. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's like this, like, uh, this impulse to hide it. And it's almost like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like too, it's almost like a fear of like, you know, like, well, if I can't get through this, like other people look down on me because they'll think I'm like weak or something, or I'm not good enough or whatever the hell, you know, whatever this ideas are and i think this like is also just a sign of like our imagination super powerful and is both like a really good tool and a really like horrible thing when turned on ourselves in a bad way in negative ways Mm -hmm. and you know it's like i think that's one of the difficult things it's like how do you dealing with that recognizing it and dealing with that is difficult because even when you identify it it doesn't take away the discomfort it doesn't take away how you feel and it doesn't that alone won't resolve the problem either. So it's, yeah. 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 So I think, I think it's helpful to kind of go over some strategies to help deal with discomfort because yeah. that was something that I focused on this past week was what was in my control. Like, what can I actually do? So, so you were saying that even though we feel discomfort and we may want it to go away, doing things probably won't make it go away. And that was one thing I thought about during the week. Cause I had these, like, I had these like very, very vivid feelings in my body, like very intense feelings that I just wanted to run away from. And, <laughs> but I knew that wasn't going to solve it. So I was just like, okay, I have this feeling of discomfort. How can I, how can I sit with this? Like, how can I do it? And uh, I, I was listening to, because uh, oftentimes when I, in moments of stress, I listen to like more motivational and uh, <laughs> stuff than I normally would. Uh, and so I was listening to something on mindfulness and it was just talking about how just like sitting there and watching it. And even though that's such a, uh, a simple idea, it was something yeah. that it, uh, it almost, it's almost like sitting there and watching it allowed it to move. And yeah, cause all of a sudden I realized it wasn't this, it wasn't this thing that was just staying there. It was actually all these different feelings all over the place and it was moving around. And then it made me less worried because I was like, oh, if it's moving, then it may not stay here forever. No, I think that's a, that's a good one. It is. It's like it's like acknowledging it, but also like like paying attention to it enough to see that it's not a fixed, to see that it's not exactly what you imagined, right? It's not a fixed thing. 
It's not a fixed state. It's like everything else. It will change. But you have to kind of like be aware of it long enough to recognize that. I think that's a good one. Yeah, it is. It's hard to do, though. It is hard to do. I think because that's the, the precise moment when we want to turn away and run. We don't want to look at it. And that's really difficult because it means being just, you know, uncomfortable. I mean, I know that the last time this happened to me was actually the week before. And one thing that helped me, too, was also just reminding myself that I was strong enough, like mentally strong enough to deal with it, that I was like, I know it will pass. And mine had to do with that. Well, I'm not, I don't want to explain it here. It's not necessary. But like, you know, just knowing in my head, like I was strong enough to get through it. I've dealt with it before in the past, similar feelings. And like, yes, it sucks and it's still going to suck, but eventually it won't. <laughs> it will pass. And the next day I felt a lot better. And like that, that, you know, it does work, but it's hard because I think at the moment that's where you really do want to run and you have to kind of force yeah. yourself to like turn the other way. Yeah. A couple things there you said that are really important is uh, reminding yourself that you're strong enough, which I want to come back to. And also like the next day you were feeling better. So the first <laughs> thing, reminding yourself that you're strong enough. Like one thing I read a long time ago was keeping a little victory journal. And this, <clears throat> this I do like in the back of my actual journal is just like stuff that you've gotten through where it was, it, it just reminds you that like you've gotten through some stuff. So then when you encounter stuff, you're like, hey, look, I've done this and this and this and this and this. Like, look at all these times I've gotten through it. I think there's a good chance I can get through it again. And then also the, the second thing was feeling better the next day. So this was a technique that I learned from, I think, from uh, how to stop worrying and start living is putting your life in day tight compartments. So yeah. like, because a lot of times when we... Like, for instance, when I was uncomfortable, it was my, this whole lifelong thing. Like, it stopped being yeah. from sunrise to sunset. It was like my whole entire life is going to be plagued by this terrible thing. And I'll, re reminding myself that, okay, can I just get through this day? And that way you're like, yeah, I can do that. Okay, well, let's just get through this day. And then tomorrow we'll just do the same thing and over and over again. No, it's, yeah, it's important. You got to make it like manageable amounts of time. Otherwise, it quickly becomes your whole life will be that way. And then it becomes insurmountable, right? You can't imagine a future where that's not the case. And it just gets worse and darker and darker and darker. And so, the, yeah, you're right. I think, and the next, you know, the next day too, you have the energy in the morning, you slept. Like there's a lot of factors that like change, you know, how you feel immediately. You know? I, I know. I laugh all the time because I swear we're just like giant babies. Like towards yeah. the night when I get tired <laughs> or like when I'm hungry, I'm just really, really cranky and everything looks terrible. And then I get some food in my belly and I get a good night's rest. And it's like, ah, oh, the world is great again. Dude, this is the first two things I check anymore when I start to feel depressed is like, did I sleep enough? Am I just tired? And did I eat recently? Because there's like the two, it's like insane how fast that will transition into like these emotional, the emotional turmoil and depression. It's insane. Yeah. It really is crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think it happens to everybody. Oh, there's something else I want to ask. I think it's, ah, oh, I can't remember. Okay. Top of my head. Well, keep thinking about it and I'll yeah. keep talking. Uh, another thing that's helpful is just getting outdoors. Like I intentionally went outside for walks, went, went to nature more, more than I would on a regular basis. Cause even though I was stuck in my mind and even though I was stuck in these feelings of being terrible, I was like, well, if I just keep it in my room, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. So let me go out and it'll dissipate through energy, through movement, through experiencing nature, all of this stuff to allow me to uh to to move with it 
No, I think that's a good one too, man. Cause I think a lot of times it's also like things we're not wholly conscious of in the back of our mind playing out that sometimes feeds into these like fears and these like worries and getting out and getting moving can help us like, kind of like take our minds off that like immediate, I don't know. It's hard to say, but you know what I mean? Like to let your like unconscious work itself out a little bit. And yeah, you figure I can, out give, you, I can yeah. give you an example. So like there was this, there was this whole fear of death that was, that was occurring. And like, I'm sure many people can uh, have experienced <laughs> something like that too. Just this fear of death. And I was sitting in the park and I was looking at the trees and the birds going through. And I was like, I had, I had this kind of epiphany, like, okay, fine. Even if I die, I still have this moment now. Like, look at this, how beautiful this is. The, <laughs> the trees, the green, the birds, the sounds, like I still had this and this is worth it. So whatever. Yeah. Gratitude, even for like, even like forcing yourself to, to recognize what you can be grateful for in the moment is really crucial especially things like that that are just like general things about existing and being alive and not like achievements and things like that i remember what i was going to say yeah you know it's funny too how like i think a lot of times as we get older at least i've noticed this um the things where like we also recognize as most like forming of our character of who we are are not our big achievements but the things we the difficulties we got through like those actually end up being like the moments where like we realize who we are, we start making choices that are better for us, that are more authentic. Uh, we deal with some really difficult things that maybe are also like, uh, you know, kind of like open the doors on who we are and like make us more self-aware. Like, I think those are the moments that really are good for like an authentic life, but they're also hard. But when you look back, they actually become like important. You see them as key parts of your, your journey. But in the moment, you know, you never want to go through them, so you want to turn away from them. But they can be really valuable like, in that sense, too. So keeping that in mind can be helpful. Yeah, that's a great point that whatever your suffering is right now, it may be like <laughs> a pivotal moment in your life. It's like uh, there's some poem by Anais Nin, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher it now. But, you know, when uh, it's about it's about a bud blossoming and it's like when the when the wanting to uh, open up overcomes the wanting to keep closed, the flower will bloom. And it's kind of the same thing because in our life, we avoid so much stuff all the time until it causes intense pain to kind of get through it. And even though those moments are uncomfortable, sometimes they can be absolutely necessary because they allow you to, to get to where you need to get in life. Yeah, it's hard too. I think sometimes you have to like, it's, it's not always clear what you have to, but I think sometimes like for when you're in these moments of discomfort, sometimes you have to just take action. You have to do things like you have to start doing something because you're just putting things off. Other times you just have to kind of like bear with it and let time and other things happen, you know, I think. And it's getting clear on what you kind of need to do or what you can do. You know, the stoic thing of control is really important. As much as it's talked about, I think it is a really clear and easy idea to grasp that like recognizing like what we can actually do, what's in our power and doing those things. And then kind of like recognizing that the rest of it, we kind of have to like just kind of let it happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, going alongside that, uh, recognizing what's outside of your control. So like recognizing yeah. what's in your control and doing that, but also recognizing what's outside of your control. Like a lot of times, myself included, when I had these uncomfortable feelings, I wanted them to go away. But that's not in my <laughs> yeah. control. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so like, but yeah. but recognizing that was actually kind of eye opening, because I was able to 
be like, okay, that's not in my control. Well, what can I actually do? What is in my control? And just do that. No, I think that's, it's true. It's like, you know, it's, I think, you know, part of it too is like what we need is just more self-awareness and honesty. And it's like one of the hardest things that I like, I've worked on forever and you constantly find yourself, I constantly find myself working on it, you know, like trying to be more self-aware and more honest with myself about like what I'm feeling, why, and what it means. And it's so that I think we're so kind of, you know, indoctrinated to just turn away, to go buy stuff, to distract ourselves that we don't spend time doing it. And it's like, if we did that more often, it would be easier to deal with these moments of discomfort or to just see them for what they are. Like maybe just, it's a response to something. Maybe it's a, it's our emotions kind of telling us something about what we're doing. That's not right for us. Who knows? But like that self-awareness can help us a lot getting through it. Yeah. Cause there's, there's a lot of societal influences and we are social animals. So we, there, there is this drive to sometimes go against what's in our own hearts to fit in with society. And at the end, you have to figure out what's more important, fitting in the society or listening to my heart. Hmm. Well, that's the hard thing. I mean, most people definitely have experiences in their life where like, you know, because other people think like something they want to do, other people think is stupid or whatever, they'll struggle with it. They'll feel uncomfortable because if it's something you really want to do, you can't just turn your back on it anyway. And so it's like dealing with those kind of situations is hard because, you know, standing on your own is very difficult a lot of times as social creatures. You want to be part of that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Another another piece of advice that I had, and I, I, I'm i not sure if this helped, but I think it did, is like <laughs> sticking, <laughs> sticking, sticking with the, your routine. So like, yeah. for instance, during this week of discomfort, I was still journaling every morning and every night. It was the last thing on earth I wanted to do, especially the gratitude at night. Like I was slogging through it, but just continuing to do it, just being to at the, I think it's important for two reasons. Um, One was it it almost gave this feeling of discomfort being like, you're welcome here, but you're not going to change my life. Like you can stay as long as you want, but I still, I know where I'm going. So you're not going to do anything there. So I think that was one part of it. And then the other part was just maybe that I already made the commitment, my commitment to myself that I would do this. So of course there's going to be hard times, but the the hard times are (laughs) kind of when you, when you build the muscle, like I I remember uh, someone once asked Arnold Schwarzenegger or maybe it was, I don't know, or maybe Muhammad Ali. They're like, how many, how many sit-ups do you do? And he's like, 60 after it starts burning you know so like most people they're just counting sit-ups starting from one he's like no like you don't actually get any work done until it hurts and then i do 60 because that's where you build the muscle so like recognizing that the times when it is most difficult to do those things you've said you're going to do that's the most important time to do them because that's when you're building the muscle that says like this is what i'm going to do no matter what i think that is a really good one because i think like if anybody has any routines that they do daily, the, the hardest time to do them is when you don't feel good. Like when you're uncomfortable and it's the, that's the time you just want to put on the TV and like zone out and just, just binge watch TV or whatever, or just feel sorry for yourself and lay in bed or whatever. And I think you're right. I think if you continue to force yourself even to do those things, you're keeping those habits, you're doing them in a difficult time. So you're, you're building those habits, uh, you're making them stronger. You're giving yourself a better like foundation and you're also proving to yourself that you're stronger than that, you know, 
you're not going to let this thing change everything, which I think you're right. It's like, that's super important. It's a good one. Cause you know, it's the, I do notice that like the things you, that are normal parts of our day and the things we like also seem the hardest to do sometimes when you feel in, when you're in that state of discomfort and like, yeah, unhappiness. Mm-hmm. You know, another one that helps me too, I'll just add one last one too, at least is, uh, you know, just reminding myself too, that like happiness all the time is an unrealistic life ideal. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's called insanity <laughs> yeah right but like i have to remind myself that a lot because i think m- most of us think I, I mean maybe i shouldn't i should say at least in the u.s right a lot of people seem to think that that's what a good life is it's like being happy 24 7 and that's not that's just running away from things i think at least what we perceive that happiness to be it's not like real a real life has ups and downs it's gonna you have good days you have bad days that's fine and it's okay to have it that's the other thing is reminding yourself it's okay to have a bad day it's not the end of the world there'll be other good ones after it yeah that's a great point because uh you know you need the bad to have the good that's just that's the way that's the nature of things and so thinking that you can get away without having the bad is kind of a lie yeah. yeah, I mean, how much we might want it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think in a nutshell, we've covered a whole bunch of techniques for how to deal with discomfort. Yeah. Um, it is something, it's going to vary from person to person. And I think at least starting out, I re- always ran away from discomfort. And then now as I get older, I'm starting to just kind of sit with it and allow it to do whatever it does. Uh, and maybe, maybe all of you are experiencing the same thing as, as well. And if you do run away from it, like, don't beat yourself up. That's part of the process. You need to start there before you can start standing with it. So like, yeah, yeah, if you're running away from it, here's the thing. You could be running away from it for your whole entire life, but you can always choose today to just stand and sit with it. Yeah. And even if you just, even if you just face it for like 10 minutes, that's still a victory. You know, it's still something better than nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. So there in a nutshell is how to deal with discomfort. This is the Existential Stoic podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. If you did enjoy, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can check us out on YouTube. You can check us out on the podcasting services. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy.